Support for the Source podcast comes from UT Health San Antonio, South Texas' largest academic research institution, where what is discovered in its labs translates into life-changing patient care. More at groundbreakingresearch.org. Live from the John L. Santico studio, this is The Source from Texas Public Radio. I'm David Martin Davies. The Biden administration announced a temporary pause on new approvals for liquefied natural gas LNG exports, except for emergencies. And this issue got very political very fast. Republicans and some moderate Democrats are blasting the decision, saying that it's bad for jobs, the overall economy, and it's bad for national security. But groups concerned about climate change are celebrating this decision, while also saying the objections from the energy industry are overstated. We're joined by Tom Gosselin. He's an attorney uh, with the Texas Sierra Club. And Tom, welcome to The Source. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on. So um, the objections we're hearing from the energy industry, it's henny-penny, the sky is falling down. But uh, what exactly did Biden decide here? Yeah, so the Biden administration decided, as you said, to pause uh, approvals for LNG export facilities that the Department of Energy does. Um, and while that pause is going on, we don't know when that exactly it's going to end, but while that pause is going on, the Biden administration is going to redo some studies that underpin um, these analyses that they're supposed to do before approving these facilities because those analyses are now stale. And why is that? I mean, we're hearing this is going to jack up prices. We're hearing this is going to cost jobs. This is bad for national security, that Europe is going to freeze because uh, they're not going to get this liquefied natural gas. How, how are these th- two things con- connected? So there's um, there's obviously a lot there. But this the LNG exports is not going to the effect of pausing approvals of new LNG exports is not going to increase domestic prices. In fact, the more gas that is exported, the more expensive it is for people in Texas to heat their homes, use their stoves, um, stuff like that. Our allies in Europe, as explained by the Biden administration, um, the United States is the single largest exporter of LNG already, and there's no indication that our European allies uh, are disturbed by um, this pause. Um, and again, this isn't. There are already existing facilities. This pause is to look at how exporting natural gas affects the climate, how it affects um, the domestic energy economy, uh, and stuff like that. Our phone number is 833-877-8255, 833-TPR-TALK. Got a question or comment about the Biden administration's announcement to uh, pause temporarily new approvals for liquefied natural gas. We've got several of these uh, ports, exports, that are uh, in the works here in Texas, uh, in South Texas. Um, And a lot of people were planning on these things coming online. Uh, and, And now will they or is this... What does the process look like? Well, so it's uncertain if these projects will come online. They're very complicated um, financial endeavors. But the projects that have that are currently in process aren't necessarily held up in this DOE pause. Um, the DOE pause affects uh, a c- 
couple of Texas facilities. There's an expansion at an existing Corpus Christi facility um, that Chenier owns, and there um, it affects a facility, a proposed expansion uh, in Port Arthur. Um, but whether they come online or not, um, these these facilities already face pretty serious headwinds because it's just not clear that there's actually enough demand in the international natural gas market to support all of this extra capacity that is proposed um, in Texas and around the Gulf Coast. So liquefied natural gas, we're all familiar with natural gas. Uh, you know, we many of us use it to, you know, boil our water or whatever at home, but having it liquefied and then exported on ships. That's the plan, right? So that's a whole different process. You have to have a special port to, in order to to uh, get it um, to, to launch, to ship it, export it. And then it has to be go to a special port in order to be imported. So this whole process has become uh, highly lucrative. And they say it's a lot of jobs are involved. And this is something that the uh, energy industry has been touting as a, as a success story for them. And they've been telling us that their liquefied natural gas project is, is good for the environment. Well, uh, that's right. That liquefied the liquefied natural gas process is different than sort of the natural gas process that um, people like. You know, they use natural gas to heat their homes or their stoves. Uh, the natural gas is put in a pipeline. Um, it's sent to the coast to be liquefied, and essentially, um, huge refrigerators. It's super cooled and put on a ship. And all through that process, it emits a remarkable amount of greenhouse gases. Um, methane, which is the primary component of natural gas, um, is 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide, and it leaks throughout that entire process, um, kind of exacerbating climate change. Um, and while jobs are important, uh, they don't, these natural gas facilities are forcing a false choice with jobs. Um, and in fact, they actually, they sort of box out other industries. You know, there's proposed natural gas facilities in Brownsville, but we know that that's going to have pretty serious impacts on the tourism and recreation industries in Brownsville because these facilities are huge and they have a lot of air pollution that come out of them. Um, and that makes people not want to go and recreate near facilities like that. And a severe reduction in the quality of life, people who already live there. Also, there is a concern about this overall air pollution to the residents as well. Yes, that's absolutely correct. Which is why they've been organizing for so long, trying to prevent this Brownsville liquefied natural gas port facility. And so um, some people are saying that, I mean, they were celebrating when this Biden announcement was came out. And they're saying this was this was a big win for them. Uh, yet immediately we saw uh, a blowback from uh, the uh, Texas energy industry. And they're saying that they're going to fight it. Uh, some are calling for hearings. Uh, they want to, uh, you know, try to rally and turn this into a uh, an opportunity to, to uh, hit Biden that he's anti-energy. So... <clears throat> 
um, whether whether they fight it or not, it's definitely within the Biden administration's authority to look hard at the climate and environmental and environmental justice impacts that these facilities may have before improving them. In fact, the Biden administration has to look at those things. So the fact that they're pausing to give those a look now, I mean, that's they have they have to consider all of those factors. They can't just let these projects continue to go forward while local communities are polluted and while uh, greenhouse gases are emitted without uh, you know a full accounting of how all those impacts will play out. All right, we'll continue discussing this decision by the Biden administration to hit pause on pending liquefied natural gas projects Im- impacting Texas, uh, Port Arthur, Corpus Christi, uh, Brownsville as well. Got a question or comment? Give us a call 833-877-8255, 833-TPR-TALK. Source continues right after this. Support for this podcast comes from Big Sun Solar, committed to helping businesses strive towards energy independence and conservation. Solar is a great way for businesses to lower their carbon footprint. More at bigsunsolar.com slash TPR. You're listening to The Source on Texas Public Radio. I'm David Martin-Davies. The Biden administration recently announced a pause in all pending approvals for gas export facilities, liquefied natural gas. This is being seen as one of the most uh, most significant moves that President Biden has done to address climate change. This impacts 12 projects in the United States right now. Uh, they would spew out as much uh, climate uh, warming pollution as 223 coal plants per year. Uh, but there are many in the energy industry in Texas and in, in the natural gas industry who see this as a negative. Uh, Senator John Cornyn is calling this out, and he says this is a threat to Texas jobs and to European security. We're joined by Tom Goslin. He is a staff attorney with the Sierra Club based in Texas, and we'll take your questions and comments, 833-877-8255, 833-TPR-TALK. And let's go to Jose on the line. And Jose, you're on the air. Good afternoon. Uh uh, question. Uh, last well, last week, uh, soon after uh, President Biden announced the halt, uh, the Hill reported that uh, European countries were cutting back on LNG, on U- U.S. exports. Um, and I'm a little puzzled here because uh, due to the situation in Europe, uh, why would Europe cut back on LNG as an alternative for what was lost during the uh, uh, the loss of the Nord Stream pipeline, and uh, what are they compensating with, and how is that going to impact us? All right, Jose, uh, thank you for that. Uh, so, uh, Tom Goslin, I know you're a staff attorney, but um, are, you, are you able to answer those questions? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. Um, So I understand why that would be confusing, but the reason why Europe, um, and that's correct, Europe is reducing their use of LNG is because Europe has been focusing very hard on greening their economies as fast as possible. So they've been focusing on reducing power demand. They've been putting 
various green energy sources online and have been reducing their need to receive fossil fuel sourced energy from other countries, including ours. So uh, Texas Senator John Cornyn says that uh, this is a win for, for Putin, that the li European liquefied natural gas uh, imports increased by 60% uh, since the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and that the United States uh, met that the majority of that demand, that this is uh, having this liquefied natural gas was very important towards uh, keeping Europe uh, from freezing as uh, Putin tried to cut off their energy supplies. So why, why reduce the amount of liquefied natural gas that we can supply to Europe? Well, we're already supplying enough for Europe. We already are the biggest LNG exporter in the world. Um, and I think it's important to look at Europe's reaction to this announcement, which was to praise it and to um, accept it. Uh, we don't need any additional capacity to supply Europe with LNG to satisfy their demand. Some of the reasonings, reasons that have been offered for this pause is that there has been uh, the administration has says that the methods for evaluating liquid natural gas exports haven't been updated in five years and they need to revise these in order to include updated understandings of uh, climate change and what methane would do for uh, climate change. Uh, so does that mean that they're going to do an analysis, they may write some new rules, and then the, they'll unhit the pause? We can, we can go back to providing liquefied natural gas, but with uh, under stricter requirements? Well, it's a little unclear what exactly the Biden administration is going to do, but it does seem that they're going to update those studies. One of the big issues is what's called the methane leakage rate. Um, it's, it's to determine how much methane, as you know, that whole process from wellhead to pipeline to export facility to ship to import facility in another country, how much methane is being leaked out of all of those processes. Because if it's, you know, if it's a lot, then it's having serious effects on um, climate change and the amount of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. And in terms of what will happen, you know, at the end of the pause, what, uh, I mean, we think what the Biden administration needs to do is that they need to actually use these studies to um, say no to facilities where it's warranted. I'm not aware of a time where the Biden DOE or any Department of Energy has determined that a given export project is in the public interest. And they certainly have the authority to say that a project is not in the public interest. And we hope that with these updated studies, they will realize that these projects are really environmentally harmful. Let's go to another caller. We have Jack on the line. And Jack, you're on the air. Hey, uh, this is Jack. Um, let, let me tell you, if you drive through the Permian Basin or the Eagle Ford Shale, they are flaring off this natural gas. So it's going into the atmosphere anyway. Why shouldn't we sell it? It makes no sense to me. I mean, I, it, it, the price of the natural gas needs to go up, even though I cook with natural gas. But I'll be willing to pay extra to see that it's not just blown off and wasted. All right, Jack, thank you for that. Uh, Tom Goslin uh, for the Sierra Club here in Texas. Uh, your answer to that? 
I've also driven through uh, the Permian Basin, and they do flare up a lot of natural gas. And my response to that is that they shouldn't be. It's very environmentally harmful. It's contributing to climate change. And I don't think that's a good reason uh, to export more and to pollute more. Well, it takes uh, quite a bit of infrastructure in order to capture that gas and then to move it someplace where it can be uh, used uh, and, and brought to market. Uh, that seems to be uh, the big problem. When you flare it off, is that how harmful is that to the environment? Well, again, it depends on how it depends on a lot of factors, but it's very harmful. Flares cause. Um, pollution, you know, on the ground, things like particulate matter that we know causes, you know, asthma and other respiratory issues. And it also means we're releasing more methane uh, into the atmosphere, which, um, as I said earlier, methane is 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide. So it traps, you know, a lot of heat into the atmosphere when it's released into the atmosphere like that. And so, um, with, there has been some accusations that, that this move by the Biden administration is a uh, ham-fisted political move, that uh, Biden is trying to appeal to a uh, leftist part of uh, the political spectrum and also to people who are very concerned about climate change and who are going to base their vote on that. So, And then after the election, um, you know, is that still going to be an issue? Will he become more amenable to hitting the unpaused button? Well, I obviously don't know what the Biden administration plans to do um, after um, the election. Um, I do know that the environmental impacts of these facilities um, is real and it's very harmful to communities that are impacted by them. Um, and I know that the Biden administration should be taking these impacts very seriously as it decides whether to approve or disapprove of applications for these types of facilities. Uh, here's a uh, sentence from uh, John Cornyn's statement. Uh, Biden's decision to halt new LNG export projects is sure to bolster hostile nations, line the pockets of dictators, and increase global emissions. It's a dangerous move that hurts our allies and helps our adversaries. Uh, any reaction to that? Um, again, I just haven't seen any indication from any allies that they're concerned whatsoever about this pause in approvals while the Biden administration considers um, the environmental impacts of these projects. Our allies appear to be uh, sufficient and uh, find that the supply we've been providing them is adequate for what they need. There's also uh, some people claim that this will raise the price of natural gas in Texas or in domestically in the United States, but uh, there have been studies that show that the more liquid natural gas that we can export, actually the higher price it would be uh, here domestically in the United States because uh, they can get much more money for liquefied natural gas elsewhere like Japan or Europe than we can selling it in Texas. So then the, the, this keeps the price low domestically, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. When we export more gas out of the country, it becomes more expensive in the country to do things like heat your home or use a gas stove or use a gas water heater. So um, any other moves that the Biden administration can be doing? Like how bad is this? I've heard the liquefied natural gas export facilities being described as carbon bombs. 
uh, by not moving forward with these proposed projects or putting new restrictions in place, regulations, in order to uh, reduce the amount of methane that's leaking to the atmosphere. How big of a deal is this towards trying to combat climate change? Well, we hope that this is a first step. We think, I think, as you mentioned early on, these 12 facilities are the equivalent of 223 coal plants. But all of the, if, if the entire proposed LNG build-out happened, it would be the equivalent of over 600 coal plants. So there's a lot of facilities that haven't been, that aren't part of this pause, and we hope that the Biden administration um, similarly studies the effect of these uh, facilities, both in terms of how they impact the climate, how they impact frontline communities, and also how they impact natural gas, gas prices domestically. And walk me through how one of these facilities is worse than multiple coal mining uh, industry outfits. Yeah, so again, because so much methane leaks throughout this entire process, because methane is so much more potent than carbon dioxide, all of that methane going into the atmosphere has a pretty substantial effect on um, the, the amount of greenhouse gas in the atmosphere. So are there like facilities that are built out and ready to go that are just aren't going to be used now, like these export facilities on, on, the, on the Gulf? Are they just like they just can't be used even though they were uh, investors already put in their money? It's already been built. It's ready to go. But you can't get the permits. Um, I'm not. So most of so to get many of these permits, most of these permits are required for construction. So I'm not aware of a facility that has been constructed and placed online that can't then operate, if that makes sense. Right. So they had to get the permits before they began, or at least that would be smart to do it that way. Uh, what did, was, was this a surprise? Did, did Was there some sort of signaling that this was coming down the road? Well, a little bit before the announcement, uh, there, was, there was an article in the New York Times explaining that the Biden administration was going to do a pause like this. That, that was a few days before the announcement. And so it shouldn't have caught everyone, but not not months in advance, not a year in advance. This is still, uh, you know, it seemed like a big, a big announcement. Like to me, it seemed like a, like, where did this come from? How did this happen? But this is the, uh, the product of, of uh, a lot of discussion and talks within the industry. Yeah, this has been, this has been a long time coming. Frontline communities have been pushing the Biden administration uh, for a little while now, and it seems based on the announcement that they've started listening to these frontline communities and have put this pause in place as, as a result of that. Was this their number one ask that they would like Biden to do? And, and if, the, if they have this, then what's next? Well, I think it's, a, it's among a number of asks. And I think a, another big ask, for example, is for the Biden administration to do a big, broad look across all of these export facilities. You know, the ones that are part of this pause, the ones that are already operating and the ones that have been approved but haven't been constructed yet to sort of get a total picture of the total environmental impact of all of these facilities. All right. Uh, Tom Goslin is a staff attorney at the Sierra Club based here in Texas. We appreciate you helping us understand uh, some of the developments with this pause hit by the Biden administration on liquefied natural gas exports. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, David. And the source continues after this break. Stay with us.